Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Before It Was Cool podcast. Um, and today, Tom on Treads and Shaky J, we are going to Middle Earth. Um, probably one of the biggest franchise, like movie franchises ever to come out for success and positive affirmation. Um, the Lord of the Rings series. We're not doing The Hobbit. Um, we're avoiding that one for very obvious reasons. Um, so yeah, The Lord of the Rings yeah what's your view on the lord of the rings tom what well, is the most successful trilogy to ever come out it made 2.77 billion dollars in its opening weekend if you combine all three films it's the only film yeah. trilogy to ever do that star wars never did i'm sorry to say it never did star wars is the highest earning film on a gradient on a like scale with the modern financial times but lord of the rings beat it at the time if you know what i mean yeah and um like overall like you're like looking at the time period as well like star wars wasn't able to get to as many people as what lord of the rings has when it got released yeah um star wars as well like it came out and it was brand new, whereas Lord of the Rings, like, it had a book, it's done other series, it's had stage plays, it's done all of that sort of stuff. And that so had a movie had from the 70s, I think it was. Yeah, it was an old animated one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was coming in with a lot of support, whereas Star Wars was just, whoa, this is brand new and explosive from that. Yeah. But yeah. there weren't already established fans for Star Wars when Star Wars got released. Yeah, I don't know what's happening now. There are established fans, but the movies just go down and down and down and down. Although I saw what? the teaser for the Obi-Wan series, and oh my god, it looks good. Well, yeah, that's the big thing. They're, um, I think they're focusing more on the series sort of thing, and I think that's a better option because the Star Wars series have all been... Like, I'll actively say that they've all been good of the modern ones. So, um, like... I loved the Clone Wars. I loved Rebels. Um, I loved um, the Mandalorian. I'm trying to think what else. The Bad Batch has been fantastic. Yeah. Um, the new one came out today or is coming out this week. I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, yeah. I For a second there, the I thought you were going to say all the one? movies have been good. And I was like, oh, I no, beg to differ. No, Solo no. was pretty shit. No. Uh, I didn't, well, okay, we're on a tangent already. Um, I didn't mind Solo, just, like, there were some really good moments in it. Um, but yeah, it, it failed so hard just due to backlash due to, um, The Last Jedi. But yeah. Anyway, let's get back on The Lord of the Rings. We're talking the wrong, um, wrong wizards. It's Star um, Wars Vision, by the way. Visions. Oh, it's anime. I'm not into anime, so... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it's a new anime series. But yeah, back to Lord yeah. of the Rings. Uh, J-Dollar mm. Tolkien, or Tolkien, is a genius. Um, Yeah, like, he... Like, literally, he like, is a genius. He had to, like... He well, invented, not like, exactly four alive languages. Like, oh, yeah, from he... scratch. Yeah, and um, so much of it was, like... Because he originally wrote The Hobbit. And um, writing The Hobbit, it was based on his experiences in war and some of that, and then just creating it into a um, story for his child at nighttime. And then yeah. he just created this whole world that just kept going and going and going. But, was um, The Hobbit or The Cimmerillion first? 
Hobbit was. Hobbit was the first one he wrote. Okay, then the Cimmerillion. I know Cimmerillion was before Lord of the Rings. I yeah, basically before, it was it, but before yeah. Hobbit. Yeah, it wasn't like chronologically. I believe it's before the Hobbit, but it wasn't written before the Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, should we do a theme song? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed. I'm like, okay, we're going into this topic a bit hard. We haven't even done the theme music. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason people listen to us. Um, so, <laughs> oh, I thought it'd be a good idea to put it on. It might be a big disappointment. I'll eventually change it. I'll make it better. <laughs> we'll see. Alrighty. see what the fans say. Well, fan, there's probably only like one of them. Yeah, one or two of them. I know Damo listens. There's your shout out, Damo. Yay, Damo. <laughs> anyway, theme music. Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Before It Was Cool podcast. And we're back, and yes, we are talking Star Wars. Sorry about that. I we're almost not talking forgot Star Wars, to... we're talking Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, I, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, uh, my brain went to Star Wars because I was looking it up before. But uh, yeah, uh, Lord of the Rings, I almost forgot the intro music. Jay had to remind me and get me back on so topic. You, you almost forgot the intro music, then you almost forgot the topic. Fuck, have you, have you remembered to press record? That's my worry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> nah, yeah. Of course I've hit record. I'm not that stupid. Or am I'm not I? saying stupid, just forgettable. I've done that before. Well, on, my, sorry, on my previous podcast, I did a full interview with uh, someone from... Uh, I can't remember what band it was. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, it was some international band... I was really excited for the interview, did the whole interview, said goodbye, realized I only recorded my vocals. I'm like, ah, fuck. That would have been annoying. Yeah. And then I was like... So, um, I've been coming up with a... I've been coming up with a couple of questions for you, Tom, like I said before we actually started chatting. But, um... But, yeah, so I've been coming up with a couple of questions, and I think they're... Probably some of the most important ones. So, first of all, favorite character in the Lord of the Rings series, the trilogy? Oh, shit. Uh, probably, and I know this is controversial, but Saruman. Nah, I can see it. Great actor, um, great evil character who, like, you didn't want him to win, but you don't hate him. Like, you, well, you do hate him. But you don't hate him for like bad acting or what he did to the character. He played it well. He acted well. No, I'm. I can't diss you for that. It's like one of the main reasons I'll ever watch um, Star Wars Episode One. Yes, we're going back to Star Wars again. Is for <laughs> Darth Maul because he's just so freaking awesome. Or um, Episode Two and Episode Three, same actor. Not like, Darth Maul. That's Darth Tyrannus. Christopher Lee. I mean. Same as Darth Tyrannus, yeah, aka Count Dooku, yeah. Um, and a good bad guy makes a movie a lot of the time, and he's yeah. one of like him and Gollum are the only like big bad guys, like major bad guys in the series that you see because you don't really see Sauron. 
Like yeah, he's well, more he just viable. And you see him walk around in the opening thing, but he's not like an ominous threat that's right there. Um, yeah. He's ominous, but he's not like right in your face, whereas the other two are. So no, I completely get it. And as someone whose favorite character of all time is a bad guy, I completely get loving a bad guy. Um, you sure favorite? Oh, Hannibal. Hannibal Lecter, yeah. Greatest bad guy of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Played by the greatest actor of all time. But yeah, that's my own personal opinion. Um, so my <laughs> favorite character is... Yeah. Complete opposite to yours. It's Gandalf. I Oh. Yeah. So Ian, actually... McKell... Ian McKellen's amazing. Like can never diss his ability. He's an amazing actor, even as he's gone on, like the fact that he's also played Magneto and did that amazing as well. Um yeah. Yeah, so Ian McKellen. Gandalf is great. He goes from being like a warm, nurturing sort of character to be someone who's quite intimidating and powerful. Like he's just a very big range of character. He's great. I love Gandalf. Yeah. He's, uh, he has probably the best arc in the movie. I know Frodo or in the story, but we're talking about the movies. Frodo has a pretty good arc. Whereas Sam, and I'm going to cop some shit from this is just Frodo's follower. And that's kind of uh, his arc through the whole movie. I'm not going to say just his follower. Because by the end, he's carrying Frodo. Like, yeah, one and but... two. One and two, he's the follower. By three, he's taken the burden and he's getting him there. He's, yeah. Yeah, true. I will not hear a bad word about Samwise Gamgee. He's the true <laughs> fucking hero of that movie. Um, but no, another character with a great arc in it is Aragorn. Yeah, true. Like, he goes from this obscure writer to this ki- literal king. Not just that, he's also doubting himself and his abilities and what he, if he could be a king, to the end, taking it up and doing the right thing. And yeah, he's got an amazing story arc. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, as I said, I'll always put Gandalf as my number one character. He's, ah, oh, Gandalf is amazing. I but, do um, have okay. a soft place for Faramir. Uh, is it Faramir? Faramir. Yeah. Faramir or Boromir? Faramir is the one that survives the movie series. Spoiler alert. Oh, Boromir. Uh, Boromir. Boromir is the one that dies. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Yeah, I have a soft place for him. Uh, I think everyone does because it's Sean Bean. Yeah, plus he, like, he he was being seduced by the ring and then he gave everything up to save the hobbits. Yeah, he um he had a good redemption arc. Yeah. Um, In the one movie, know- too. You know how everyone laughs about um Sean Bean dying and everything? Yeah. Did you hear about the um bar fight that he was in? No. He got glassed and his neck got cut. He um beat the shit out of the person, finished his drink, and then went to the ER. <laughs> I know uh, uh, in the last uh, year and a half, he said no to like 13 different projects because they killed him. He's like, yeah, he's... I'm sick of being known as the guy that dies. Funny thing enough, he isn't the person who's died the most in movies. Yeah. Who, who is? I think Samuel L. Jackson's above him. Yeah. Like, Do I think you Sam know... died more, but I can't yeah. think of the others. Just to add to the tangent, who... Do you know who the uh, actor who has sworn the most times in film is? It's... It's not actually Samuel L. Jackson, is it? It's not. It's um, Jonah Hill. Yeah, it is. He's sworn yeah. more times than any other actor in history. 
And he's been acting for, I think it was yeah. 25 years less than Samuel L. Jackson. It's looking at what the characters they've played, like Jonah Hill's played like younger sort of characters who would be swearing off their head. Um, like 90% of his dialogue in Wolf of Wall Street was the F word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yet yeah, that sort of thing will tick that sort of counter up quite well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... um. Okay, so my next question is least favorite character or even character you think was miscast or they didn't do well? Um, not because I think he was miscast and not because I didn't think he did well, but I'm going to say Frodo because Elijah Wood creased me up. <laughs> um, I can understand that to a little degree. Ever since I saw him playing a cannibal in Sin City, um... Yeah, he does creep me out a little bit. It wasn't um, even that. It was, uh, was it The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin? Haven't seen it. Yeah, he just freaks me out in that show, that movie. For and me... From there, oh, sorry, it's just... Yeah, I've never never gotten really solidly behind anything he's ever done. Not even Green Street Hooligans? Why well, I, I can... Watch some of the stuff he's done and get like into it. Like I got into Lord of the Rings. I got into Grand Street Hooligans, like you were saying, uh, Sin City, and a few others. But I can never get solely behind his character. Nah, I get ya. I get ya. Um, so my least favorite in the movie series is Legolas, Orlando Bloom. <laughs> um, like he was pretty enough for the role, and that's about it. Like he wasn't. He was always acting with the same tone of voice, no real inflection. And it's like, oh, let's do something visually marvelous. I know, let's have Legolas shoot down everyone on an elephant. And like, yes, he's supposed to be an amazing elf and everything, but it was like, wow, that is just ridiculous to the ridiculous emphasis on the word dick. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, let me go on. Great visuals, great. I, I enjoy the back and forth with Gimli. But Gimli is the better one of the two. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's no depth to Legolas as a character. He's just so dull, and Orlando Bloom just played him so monotone for so much of it, which is kind of Elven. They are supposed to be a bit aloof, a bit distant. But even Gladriel and Elrond had more to them than Legolas ever did. He yeah. was just the have a bit of back and forth with Gimli show some bond with Aragorn, shoot a lot of things with arrows, do something cool, all in the same tone of voice. Like, it's just like, ugh. but yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Like, I usually feel the same way about Liv Tyler, and I actually thought that she did a better job than Orlando Bloom in that series. Oh, yeah, she, like, she actually showed some decent emotion and variance in her character, like hope, despair, sadness relief um even intimidation like when she summoned the waterfall horses sort of thing yeah that was um absolutely awesome yeah like it was just a great scene great visual scene and the chanting and stuff how it started echoing oh i'm getting goosebumpy just talking about it <laughs> um oh. okay so that's character based sort of thing um okay now what's a character and this can be a minor character that you would have liked to have seen more of Huh. Um. I don't know, really. Why? <coughs> Sorry. Uh. 
like let me let me actually just change the thing a little bit. If they were to do like a spin-off, say mini series, like maybe like six episodes or something, of another character, who would it be? Hmm. I think maybe uh, is it Treebeard. Treebeard the Ent. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Because if you include him, you've also got uh, Took and uh, the other one. Uh, um, the other two hobbits that no and one Mary and Pippin. Mary and Pippin. about them immensely. They're great characters. Yeah, but what I more mean is like when the hobbits are brought up, it's always Bilbo, Frodo, or Sam. Yeah, Duke. I do get that. Uh, his last Mary name is Duke. Mary and Pippin. Pippin uh, or Peregrine Took and Mary Adok Brandybuck. Yeah. Those two are always the ones that get brought up later in the but, conversation. But if you do a series, especially around how Treebeard took over and defeated Saruman. Yeah. yeah, defeated and took over Isengard. Uh, then they would be included in the story too. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely, because they were heavily involved. And I think in the extended editions, you do see a bit more of that. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so if I was to choose a character for a background story, I'd love to see either... I'd love to see Boromir and the defense of Gondor, like just before Lord of the Rings, before he joins the Fellowship and all that. Yeah. Like the defense of Gondor, Boromir and Faramir fighting there and all that, that could create some really cool action sequences, some espionage, a couple of cool creature effects if you have some Nazgul come out and orcs, obviously, and all that. But yeah, could be very entertaining. Either that or Aragorn being a ranger in the wilds could be very, very entertaining. Yeah, like a prequel type thing. Yeah, just showing like, well, more an origin story almost. They could Sorry. have a lot of fun with that, and you could see where the characters developed and stuff. Admittedly, I don't think they ever will, mainly because the characters have aged significantly. Because, like, I think Lord of the Rings was coming out when I was still in like year six or something. So it's yeah, the first one was two thousand and one, I think it was. Yeah, so that's close to twenty years. Um, well, that is twenty years ago. Twenty twenty one now. Um. <laughs> It just made you go fuck them all. Oh yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, so like that's who I'd like to see a spin-off sort of thing for. But you want to do um Treebeard with the um two other hobbits? I was worried yeah. when you first said Treebeard and you were just going to do that. And it's like, do you know how long ants rest for? Like they'll, it'll be mostly watching a a tree sleep, and I can't think of anything more boring than that. Um, <laughs> But no, no, you're but talking about more, the, ba- the battle more of More focused around the uh, actual meeting of Gandalf the White for the first time instead of just, like, rushing it on the screen like they did and then having the Fellowship finally catch up with him uh, mm-hmm. and having Treebeard interact with him and then uh, um, having the actual battle for Isengard fully shown. Yeah. That would be um, good. That being said, just a quick thing, when they realize, when the Fellowship, so the big three, notice Gandalf for the first time, like that it's Gandalf and they're realizing it, the look on Ian McKellen's face is so derpy, it's great. I love it. <laughs> I, um, like seriously, if you don't put that as the picture for this one of the, this um episode, I'll be very disappointed because it's, uh. 
It's perfect. It's derpy like us, but it's appropriate to the topic. <laughs> yes, I will find it. Ian McKellen, derp face. Yeah, it's it's great. Like it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. But um, what you were just saying, just talking about the Battle of Isengard, has led me to my next question, and that's um, what's your favorite battle? Oh shit. Ah. Uh... Oh, I don't know. Probably Helm's Deep. Yeah, that is the correct answer. Well done, you pass. Um, <laughs> yeah, Helm's Deep is just amazing. It is, it is. And it's not too long, so you get sick of the bloodshed, and it's not too short. It makes you go, what the fuck was that? Why don't you yeah, show me a good we want battle? more. We want to see everything. Um, it's got the right mix of action, good bits of comedy, like the... You need to toss me. Like, yeah. love that moment. I like, can't drop thing. it. I can't, <laughs> I can't make it. You'll have to toss me. But don't tell the elf. Like, love <laughs> it. Great line. Um, It's got the <laughs> typical Orlando Bloom, Legolas, oh, pew, 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 sliding on the shield down the stairs and flinging it into another orc's throat. Yeah. Like, it's got that ridiculous moment where it makes you go, oh, that's pretty cool, but fuck Orlando Bloom. Um, <laughs> that being said, I am a bit softer towards him since he punched Justin Bieber in the face. Um, he punched Justin Bieber? Yeah, years ago he punched Bieber. So I was like, yeah, I like him a bit more now. Oh, um, good. I think he's my new favourite. Wouldn't go as far as to say he's a favourite, but I like him more than <laughs> I did before. But yeah, um, you've got a bit of tragedy when... um the commander of the elves dies yeah you've got the tragedy of helm's deep getting blown up by the orc suicide bomber um yeah <laughs> which is a terrible thing to bring up when we're recording this the day after September yeah 11. The, the um, 20th anniversary that's some, yeah, that's some, um, that's some unfortunate whole... timing by us isn't it and the suspense of it legolas shoot the orc yeah it's like get him and it's like oh go on go on <laughs> Um, the, yeah, it's just, yeah, I'll say it every day of the week. It's the best battle in the movie. It's honestly one of the best, like, major scale fantasy style battles that's ever been done, in my opinion. People, Um, people often compare Game of Thrones to Lord of the Rings. For one, they're fucking stupid because Game of Thrones was very, very shit at moments. It was good at moments, but extremely shit in others. Which makes uh, it not a good TV show. It was, like, I'll say it's a good TV show. It just, it really didn't end well. But the thing is, Lord of the Rings as a movie, it has some pretty shit moments. Like, you watch the end of the third one where it's got, like, eight, and it's like, oh, this is where the credits yeah, goes. No, we're still going. When you're sitting in the movies and you've already drunk a large drink because you know that it's a long movie, so you got a large drink, and you've been throwing down popcorn, which makes you drink even more, and you've already had an ice cream as well, you need that piss at the end, and they kind of kept dicking you around. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I understand God. a lot of it, but they had it too... Like, each set was done as a finale, whereas they could have done a bit more continuation for it. But that's just that's just me there. Um, but yeah. yeah. Going but back to yeah. Deep, yeah. Don't Helm's get me Deep wrong, was... I've watched all eight seasons of, of, the, of uh, Game of Thrones, hmm. and the Battle and... of the Bastards was epic. Season oh, yeah. two, season four, and season five, and season seven, and season eight weren't that good, especially season eight. Um, and that's the thing, like Game of Thrones, 
was written as a political drama just based in fantasy. Yeah. So, yeah. like, the whole thing was that it was more a political play sort of thing, and that's what changed as the movie, the series went on. Lord yeah. of the Rings stayed consistent because mostly it was already all written, and, yeah, it stayed consistent because of because it was the same writer the entire time for fixing it, the same script writer, all that jazz. And then on top of that, it wasn't a political drama. It was an epic fantasy tale, an adventure. Yeah. So yeah, anyone who does the comparison, they're looking so much the superficial rather than the deepest sort of information. But um, it was very yeah. obviously inspired by Lord of the Rings with the medieval oh, yeah. fantasy stuff. Same with Warcraft, same with Warhammer, same with uh, a lot of other things. No, anything fantasy can link heavily back to Tolkien because he helped build the genre up. Well, he pretty um, much like, invented it was already... the fucking uh, elven language. Well, elves were already a thing before, but they weren't done in that sort of style where they were like That's the, what I mean, um, just the language yeah. he pretty much invented it. But um, just but one thing... He had makes... his PhD in linguistics, I think it was, or like, actual... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was linguistics. He yeah. literally just walked in, and they went, they read over some of the stuff he had done, and they went, well, mm. do you want to come to this class? And then two years later, it goes PhD. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, talking about that comparison, it just makes me think of um, bringing up like, because people bring up that comparison a lot, and it's like just I just watched the um epic rap battle between Tolkien and George R R Martin, uh, um, and yeah, it's it pretty much takes all the things there that deal with it all. Like I mean, like it, it it's a well, first of all I love epic rap battles, so of course I'm gonna be into it. But like the fact that um Tolkien even brings up the fact that Zeppelin wrote a song about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know about that, don't you? Which song is it? Misty Mountain Hop. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, no, no, not, not Misty Mountain Hop. Um, sure, it's not Misty Mountain Hop. It might be. I'm, I'm doubting myself at the moment. So, no, Immigrant Song is about uh, the Norse Vikings. Gods. Yeah. Yeah, Misty Mountain Hop, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And the Battle of Evermore, too. Oh, is... shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're both um, by Lord of the Rings and about Lord of the Rings. About Led Zeppelin and about Lord of the Rings. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Well, yeah, check out the um, epic rap battle of, like, you've watched epic rap battles before. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've even seen that. Epic rap battles of history? I'm pretty sure I've even seen that episode. Um, Okay, Um, so yeah. Moving on, talking about Lord of the Rings. Okay, so I've done. I'm just going through my questions. Um, I've still got a couple. The next one is okay. Your favorite moment? Actually, no. Change your favorite moment to most emotional moment for you. Mm-hmm. Most emotional moment. Because there's quite a few in the movie. Yeah. I. Uh, well, well while you're still deciding, I'll tell you mine. Probably um, when Gandalf fell. There you go. When Gandalf fell. Yeah. Fly you fools, and then he went and fought the um Balrog and leveled up and got all heaps of good loot. And um. No, it was run, quick... you fools. It's fly you fools. 
Sure. Yep, 100%, because there's a theory online that when he says, fly you fools to them, it's him actually telling them to get the eagles and fly to Mordor rather than walk. Uh, uh, that would make sense, considering he had his memory wiped. No, it wasn't uh, completely wiped, because he's still Gandalf, that was my name, so he remembered things. He also was still able to talk to the moth again to get the eagles at the end. So his mind wasn't wiped, it was just kind of fogged. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, yeah, I'm I'm not meaning to shut you down or anything, but yeah, I'm shutting you down. Um <laughs> But um then the So my most emotional moment is uh Return of the King. Um they're doing the distraction battle to help Frodo get in and Frodo and Sam get in and drop the ring in. Yeah. Um when Aragorn just turns to everyone and just in his Viggo Mortensen's beautiful voice, like, if that man could read to me to get me to sleep, it would be amazing. Um, and he just says for Frodo and charges forward, the first two characters that charge out, Merry and Pippin. They're fucking tiny, they can't keep up, they're not great warriors, but they're like, nope, this is for our friend, we're running in, we're screaming, we're going full force, we're going to get left behind by everyone. Sorry, even talking about it running, I get teary every time I see it. <laughs> I am getting teary right now. I am fucking pathetic. Um, but yeah, just that beautiful friendship moment where it's like, you know what? This is for the good of everyone, and this is for our beautiful friend. Fuck it. We're doing this properly. And every time I see that, I'm just like, okay, pause it. Jay, you <laughs> oh. crying? No, no, no. I, I got something in my eye. I'm just going to leave for a little bit. And yeah, just go have like a sad wank to make myself feel better. Um, but yeah, it's it is seriously oh. just that for me is the most emotional moment ever. It gets me every time. I can't uh, argue with that one. Yeah, that the, is a good moment. I will also say as a second is um, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. It's like, yeah. thank you for finally saying it. You've been doing that all fucking part of this movie. I'm glad it's finally happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I wasn't, but I'm glad that finally got said in The Return of the King. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't too happy with Sam's uh, whole tagging along to be the tagging along guy in yeah. the first two films. Yeah, it would have been... Like, he was also his... Like, there was some good joke elements in there as well. Like, it's like, what are you, his bodyguard? His gardener. And he says it so proudly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I do love that bit. But yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong, Sam had moments. It was just... he They could have done more with him, especially with an actor yeah. like... Uh, Sean Austin's Sean great. Aston. He's great. Austin? He is... Is it Sean Austin Aston or Aston? I think it is Aston. I think you're right there. Sorry. Yeah. You got me second guessing myself now. <laughs> you got jailness. Um, but yeah, I'm, yeah, like, and I think most people do see that now, that Sam is the big hero and as a character wasn't treated that well, but that also does show his growth as a character. Yeah. Like he began as just being the tag along. He was like following Gandalf's orders. By the end, he's a pretty competent fighter, like not, an Aragorn or a Gimli or a Legolas or anything like that. But he takes down quite a few orcs. He helps take down Shelob. Um, saves Frodo. 
So I don't know how many times. Um, isn't trusting of Gollum, so he's actually the smart one of the two. Yeah. Like, yeah, he... Although yeah. they did a pretty good... Uh, like, I rewatched the entire trilogy recently. I don't know why I did that. Because uh, it's get... locked down and there's not much else to do? Yeah, but I'll get into why I regret it in a minute. But uh, <laughs> they do a good job of showing the fact that the ring is corrupting Frodo. Mm. And that's why he doesn't see how evil Gollum is. Because Gollum yeah. knows what the ring can do to people. So he takes advantage of that by taking advantage of Frodo. Yeah, well, there there is a combination of the two, like because Gollum has got that split personality sort of thing of going between Smeagol and Gollum, um, which in my yeah. opinion is one of the best arguments you'll ever see in a movie. Um, but yeah, so like he does see the like Frodo also sees the good side and wants to believe in it, but um, yeah. through honestly some miscommunication that all falls to pieces and Smeagol's like, no, nah, fuck him. I'm going to get my ring back. Yeah, exactly. And Andy Sarkis does great job, does a great job um, as yeah. Smeagol and Gollum, respectively. Yeah, that's because it's that's because it's Andy Sarkis. He's very underrated, not just for his motion capture work, like just in general. He, yeah, he is the king of mocap, but like when he's not in mocap, like in Black Panther or... Yeah. Uh, um, have you seen? Ultron. Have you seen the um movie with him in it? That's um, it's him and Simon Pegg and they're grave robbers. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, I'll quickly look up what the name of it is. Um, let me just quickly find it. Um, well, let me just find it. Um, what's his name? Andy Circus. Yeah, Andy Circus is great. I love him. Have you seen his version of Jungle Book? Is that the one on Netflix? Yeah, it's live action. Yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah. good. It was solid. It was. It was uh, just good, if not better, than John Favreau's version. Yeah. Was it was just called... Uh, so the movie's called Burke and Hare? Burke and Hare. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Burke and Hare, it's a comedy thriller. Um, it's based on the Burke and Hare murders. So they pretty much, they're, um, they work as grave robbers to get bodies, like for cadavers, for medical research. And there's not enough bodies, so they start just knocking people off for it. But it's usually by accident. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's good fun. Yeah. And it's Simon Pegg. Like, Simon Pegg's amazing. Yeah. Even when he's um, not working with Ray Garrard or Nick Frost. Yeah, he's just solid in whatever he does. I just, I just love Simon Pegg. But um, yeah. but yeah. So um, so what was my next thing that I was gonna say? It was um. So what was my next question? Um, what would be your probably okay? Let's go funniest moment in the movies. Uh... Funniest moment in the movies. Probably, like, we brought it up before, but it would have to be Gimli at the Battle of Helm's Deep. you got to toss me. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, I 
guaranteed that as well. Um, I love Don't that moment. Don't tell the well. elf. To be honest, just Gimli in general. Yeah. Um, like, like, there's the whole that still only counts as one. That little tantrum he has. When um, Legolas what's happening? I can't elf. see. What's yeah. happening? I can't see. Do you want me to explain it to you or get you a box? Like, there's. That's the one thing I will give Legolas in that movie is that the back and forth was great. Yeah. I just wish they had a different actor to do it, but yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm not going to rant anymore. I'm going to try and keep it. So this um, edition of the podcast isn't a um, special edition or an expanded edition. Um, you can go as long as we need it to. Yeah, but, exactly. uh, or I can split it into three and do an epic trilogy. But yeah. um, I've already done that once. Uh, with one of your interviews, my my, inter- my intro one, my first one, where your you were very first on interview as... episode, we got split into three. Where you were just having me on as just like a um temporary guest, and then it's like you know what? The first one did shit. well. Let's, get so more let's give you more. <laughs> but yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. yeah, here's a question for you. Yeah, go. If you could recast any, say, three actors. In Lord of the Rings, because I won't leave it alone, because I know what your answer would be. Who would it be, and who would you replace them with? Oof. Um, does it also include characters that were in the book, but not in the movie? No, just the movie. Just the movie? Okay. Um, shit. Okay, so, first of all, the character of Legolas. Um, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. Um... You'd have to go someone pretty to show, like a male that's quite pretty and aesthetic. You could go with, like, is it any time period, or does it have to be from that era, or? Well, we'll say that, that era. era because my they're obviously made in the two thousands. Yeah, um, could go with Billy Zane. Yeah, he would have just been coming off Titanic. Yeah, but well, no, I don't think he did come off the Titanic, did he? Um, no, yeah. No, he made it off, yeah, because he yeah. demanded space, in, didn't he? He tried to find uh, Rose at the end, and then she hid from him. Yeah, he's also the bad guy in Moulin Rouge, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would, Phantom. He's not the bad guy in the Phantom, he's the good guy in the Phantom. He's also in um, the movie Tombstone with Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer. Yeah. He yeah, is. he's also in Back to the Future. Didn't know he was in Back to the Future, but there we go. Yeah, he's um, one of Biff's uh, goons. Okay, could yeah, I could imagine seeing him as a good um, Legolas because he has got the aesthetic right. The other two, like to be honest, to me the cast is near perfect, so I can't really recast anyone. But fuck, um, might have to try and pick some minor characters. But even then, the minor characters are usually really damn solid. Um. Maybe a different voice for Treebeard. Um, maybe someone like Ving Rhames or um, what's his name? Um, oh, what's his name? The guy who plays John Coffey in um, in the Green Mile. Um, oh, Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan, mainly because the voice of um, Treebeard is Gimli. Yeah, that. Yes, yeah, so I'll get into that... why that is. Later, so I have a few gripes with that movie, but I also have uh reasonings for gripes with that trilogy, yeah, as in why that stuff had to be that way. Um, 
What about so, yeah, like, uh, instead of Mark Clark Duncan? What about Morgan Freeman for Treebeard? Um, Morgan Freeman doesn't have the depth in his voice to really do the almost growl sound. He's he's got a more soothing voice, whereas Michael Clark Duncan can do intimidating, can do powerful. Yeah, true. Um, and then for a third recast, shit, the bed you. You make it difficult for me. Um, I like it. I like the challenge. Um, that, this, this is really fucking hard. Um, <laughs> I'm just going through characters in my head, like based on like this, like a sequential sort of thing in the movies. Um, ah, shit. Because there's a lot of background characters who don't talk or do anything really. Yeah. Um, so you can't really replace them because it's not a role that really matters. And then any minor characters aren't really minor characters in the grand scheme of things. Um, yeah. <laughs> They've all got a place for a reason. Yeah, and they all did it well. Like, I can't think of anyone other than those two that I would replace. Like, um, I could probably happily replace the head of the elves that come to fight at Helm's Deep, mainly because he's probably one of the only forgettable characters, really, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, you had a big emotional arc for that segment of the movie, and that's it. Yeah, and like it, like the only reason I'm choosing that role, and not that the actor didn't play it that well, is because all the others are just too perfect, in my opinion. Um, like I can't think of anyone else I would replace. Like, like just going through minor characters, like the characters of Boromir and Faramir were great, and they even looked similar. Yeah. But different enough that you could tell that they're not the same person. Um, the character of Aema, who's played by Carl Urban. Carl Urban is amazing. Yeah. Um, Theoden was great. Um, is he the king of... Uh... Eowyn was great. Arwen was great. It is... Rohan. Yeah, uh, yeah, Rohan. Uh, I was Gondor yeah. and Rohan mixed up. Um, what's his name? Denethor, the steward of Gondor. So Boromir and Faramir's father. He is, so, I, I love to hate him. He is such yeah. a great character that you just fucking hate him. Um, and he do, he play the actor plays that insane grief so well. And excessive and kind of power hungry as well. Like the whole kit and caboodle. He just, ah, uh, um, so yeah, for me, it's just, yeah. I'm going to be thinking about that question all night now. And you're lucky that you have trouble sleeping because otherwise I was going to message you the moment I came up with anything and wake you up, but that's not going to happen. So, (sighs) And the fact that that he outright says, I'm not going to call for Rohan because I know Aragorn's there and I'm not giving up my power. Yeah, exactly. Like He he doesn't hide the fact that he's a shit cunt. Mm. The only and like the fact that he does have a slight redemption angle yeah. as well at the end when he realizes he's what he's doing. And one positive thing is he is accepting quite accepting of others in a huge degree. Like when he's talking to um Pippin who's went after Pippin said that he's gonna be gonna work for him effectively, and he says, Um, can you sing? And he's like, I can, but I'm probably not as good as any of the singers around here, I have no songs of great halls or anything. It's like, your songs are not going to be like, I am not too good for your songs. Please share them. That was a really positive moment because it was like, yeah, you know what? He's giving respect there and saying that like, he is just a normal person. Yeah. He's just a bit mad with power with a lot of it. Sorry. That's just a 
big moment that I really love in that movie. Yeah. Because as we both said, those two hobbits are definitely underappreciated for all they do. Yeah. Like, the two of my favourite characters from the entire series, they're just always the afterthoughts. Or the slight bit of comic relief or the... um. But they're really quite heavily involved, like getting the Palantir. But I mean, like outside yeah. the story, I mean with fans. Oh yeah, and yeah, people they're... talking about them. It's always Frodo and Sam and Bilbo, as far as the Hobbits are concerned. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. completely get you a hundred percent on that one. Um, yeah, and and they're such great characters. Like Pippin's an idiot. Merry is a smart ass. Yeah. But also very cluey, but they're just a beautiful little friendship. And as I said, my favorite moment involves the two of them being just beautiful friends. And I'm not going to get teary this time. I'm not going to get teary this time. I'm not going to get teary this time talking about it. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Although some of my favorite moments from that series come not from the actual storyline, from the true stories behind the scenes. If you know oh, like the I mean. fact that all of them, like so many of them, got a tattoo together. Yeah, and also the uh, fireworks scene from Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, where Merry and Pippin are throwing the firework between each other. They, mm. the actors, weren't told that it was actually going to explode. <laughs> so when they're throwing it between each other, and it really does shoot up. The actors, their reactions when they fall are actually their reactions. Mm. Peter Jackson forgot to tell them. Sorry, he told someone to tell them who <laughs> told someone to tell them who forgot to tell them. Mm. But yeah, um, and then even the aftermath of that part, like the, let's get another one. <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. Second breakfast. Yeah. Dinner, supper. What about elevensies? <laughs> it's like, uh, hobbits, all they do is eat. Um... <laughs> So yeah, what would be your three recasts? Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, probably <laughs> Elijah Wood. Just because of your own personal gripe? Just because of my own personal gripe. And I'd replace him with... Ah, uh, shit. Uh, not Macaulay Culkin. What's his brother's name? Oh, the other Culkin. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's in um, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, he's in Scott Pilgrim, he's in Home Alone, he's in he's... For, uh, Baron, Father of the Bride 1 and 2. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. he is in Home Alone He's a solid actor. And he, I've only ever seen him be sarcastic. Like, that's pretty much his... And a bit snippy. Like, I don't know if he could do the warmth and curiosity and, like, almost childish innocence of Frodo and then do that change into, like, with weathered veteran sort of thing so i don't I know if he could but at the same time i don't think time, i've seen enough of him to judge that yeah at the same time anything's better than elijah wood for me okay, uh this, your number two recast number two um shit like you said it is hard because that movie was cast so well mm. um oh set up a good question i'll give you props there yeah. Uh what are, what are the ghosts called? Mountain the, Man? Um the um Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Yeah. I'd replace the lead like the king of them with uh 
literally anyone because he was full of special effects. Oh, the voice. That's how I'll get away with that. Ah, the voice. But, ah, shit. The voice is there, and that's, like, not a special effect thing, so. I don't, probably, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Because he's great and everything, and I wish he was still alive, is Robin Williams. Okay. I'm just going to throw him in there, because there wasn't mm. an overpowering role, and it would be a nice little Easter egg to go. Do you know that cameo. Robin Williams? I think I'd prefer Robin Williams as one of the Hobbit. Like, not one of the main Hobbits, but like a background Hobbit. Yeah, maybe like the it, guy that sweeps like his it, pathway and gives him all the stink eye. Yeah, like just something really minor, but like he's, I mean, come on, it's Robin Williams. He's kind of short, he's fuzzy, like he's perfect as a hobbit. Um, <laughs> rest in peace. He's, yeah, one of the greatest. Um, Still makes me I was gonna sad. Say, yeah, me too. I haven't watched a movie of his since. Um, I haven't been able to. Yeah. Um, but then, I watched one hour photo recently and I was like, my God, this man is great. He can make oh, yeah. me piss myself laughing in any one of his comedy movies, make me almost cry in any one of his dramas, make me seriously scared of him in one hour photo. Hmm. Have you seen him on, he's on an episode of Law and Order SVU? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, he is so good in it. Like I'd advise you to go see it. Um, but just changing things up, I had a thought for um, the voice of the head of the ghosts. Um, yeah. Oh, what's his name? Um, just give me a moment. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? It is... Um, uh, Jeffrey Rush is that voice. The Australian. Yeah, but also, you know, amazing actor as well. But yeah, yeah, I wasn't saying that as a bad the Australian, thing. It's like, it's like yeah, the like, Australian as and I was trying to think well, of who well, was, I'm not expecting but... the ghost I'm not expecting the ghost to come up and go, Oh, good day, Aragorn. Like I'm not expecting that. That's not a sword, this is a sword. Like I'm not expecting like freaking Australian <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Let's I throw agree another with that. on the Barbie. Like fuck. But <laughs> for me, he is so fucking good that I would Put him in one of the major roles. Hmm. Like, so we, is Robin Williams, and you just said that you know, he's so good you could just throw him in there. Yeah, but like as an Easter egg, whereas Jeffrey Rush fits that aesthetic so well. Ever and, since Pirates, really. Yeah, pretty much. But this is pre-Pirates, even. Was it? Yeah, it yeah, be, it yeah. Was. I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So I would contemplate putting him as one of the kings he's he could do denethor well if denethor already wasn't done well or even theoden like he could yeah he could do any of those kings really yeah okay what's your third recast and you can't use that oh fuck because i was going to um well who would you think for legolas who would i think for legolas from that era uh he was still in his pretty boy era, so I'm gonna go Leo. Yeah, but then again, Leo can nearly do anything, in your opinion, and most people's opinions. He's amazing. Yeah, he is. I can't wait for his new movie. Don't look up. He's Don't know fine. it. I haven't looked into it really. It's coming out on Netflix. It's uh, directed by Adam McKay, 
who did uh, the Silver Linings Notebook, Vice, and uh, okay. a, f- a bunch of those movies. He also did Step Brothers. He did uh, Talladega Nights, all that stuff. I know you hate Will Ferrell. But, uh, I don't yeah. hate Will Ferrell. I just think he's really overrated. Um, <laughs> like I, I've watched him in there's movies he's in that I actively enjoy, um, and even when he's a main character, like I do enjoy quite a few moments in Talladega Nights. I enjoyed Blades of Glory. Just never got into Step Brothers or Anchorman. Yeah, and everyone raves about those two movies. It's like, eh, like it's all right. It's like when any, whenever anyone raves about Billy Madison to me, it's like, it's not as great. Like, I remember watching it as a kid and loving it, but now as an adult, I walk back and I'm like, yeah, it's not as good as I remember. It's no Ridiculous 6. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> that movie's horrendous, but like... Oh, yeah. God. I think uh, Adam Sandler needs to do more dramatic roles like Uncut Gems. Or um, Rain Over Me. Or... Pretty much any of his uh, dramatic roles, he's been really good. But uh, yeah. he's said even when he does um, even when he does the more like drama comedy sort of thing, where it's like like the like the wedding singer, where he is a bit more of a serious character rather than a goofball, and he does yeah. that really well. Um, or Big Punch Daddy. Drunk Love, I haven't actually seen it, but yeah, Big Daddy's another one. Um, Punch Drunk Love has really positive reviews for his actual acting in it. Yeah. Um, it's not like complete goofball sort of stuff. And even yeah. when he's playing a more serious, like serious character, non-goofball, like in um, Bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. Or in uh, Airheads. I've yeah, Airheads. Well, no, he's a complete goofball character, but it is a bit more. Yeah, it's more based of a, in reality. Kind of. It's yeah. a heavy metal band holding up a radio station with water pistols. <laughs> uh they're filled with um. Chili sauce to shoot in people's eyes. So it's yeah. Steve Buscemi is fucking golden in that movie. That entire like the entire cast is great in that movie. Yeah. Um, but, the only character I don't really rate in it is um, Kramer's character. Yeah, that guy's a dick in here. Mm. Um. But uh, yeah, back to the point that he, uh, Leo or like circa two thousand Johnny Depp. Mm. Yeah, you could probably do it. I mean, it's Depp. He can act anything. So, yeah, yeah I agree. Right. Yeah, I, I, I write that. Even though he's, like, more one-dimensional now, our days, and, like, he's... Well, the main issue with that is, is he keeps crummy. going into the same same actors, the same director's movies instead of other things. Yeah. But it would have been so, cool, but it would have uh, given us, like, a... An Elvish version of Captain Jack before Pirates of the Caribbean. Hmm. That being said, a lot of people, like, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, so I haven't watched him, but a lot of people rate um, Depp's performance as Grindelwald, the bad guy, in um, the prequel, the Fantastic Beasts movies, so... Yeah, he appears at the end of the first one, and then he's in the second one, and he's being recast for the third one, because the whole... And the hood that fuckery. He beat up his girlfriend thing. Except he, it was just a toxic relationship and they were both bad. Yeah, they were both beating up each other, apparently. But mm. uh, I gotta be careful with the wording they're beating up, not beating off. But uh, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it could be good, it seemed, with Legolas. 
Although mm. I don't think you could pull off blonde hair. It'd be interesting. Um. Yeah, and, I think it'd be interesting to see. And just so you know, he replaced Colin Farrell, and then he gets replaced by Mads Nicholson. Is it Mads Nicholson? Mads Mickelson. Yeah. Um, Hannibal in the Hannibal series. Yeah, he's, he's from Star he's, Wars uh, Rogue One. Yeah, he's Mads Mickelson's amazing. Um, he's also in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, he's in uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's great. Um, not great in Doctor Strange. He's actually pretty underwhelming in that role. But yeah, he's great actor. But yeah. um, okay, so my next question: favorite monster. Uh, it's hard to say. There, are, the one thing, not one thing. There are many good things about this movie, but this series, but they have incredible monsters. Um, mm. probably the Balrog. The Balrog. It is so classic. Like it is such an awesome monster. Like it is. It is like that whole like it's almost like that visual depiction of the devil. It is like it's yeah. this giant demon sort of the uh, completely get you on the Balrog. And that um, whip of his just looks like it's gonna <laughs> fuck everything up. Yeah. Um nah. It's like I gave you this question because it is really hard, like and there's a lot of monsters you forget about as well. Like yeah. there's that giant squid before they go into the cave. Yeah, yeah which but never explain what it is, but it's pretty much a kraken. Hmm. And yeah, there's so many. Um. And then there's like the cave trolls. There's just the basic orcs and um, urukai. Yeah. There's the there's Nazgul. The dark. It's dark witch. Dark. The witch king. Witch king. That's it. You got Shelob as well, the giant spider. Yeah. True. Um. Yeah. There's. I'm probably going to go with you as well and say the Balrog. Um, he was just in such an epic scene, such a cool character. Yeah. Though um, I will say the Witch Kings or any of the Wraiths on Wings, the Nazgul, yeah, uh, awesome. And I'm not going to include him as a got, monster. Uh, Sauron as well. Definitely you'd be seeing yeah, this monster. He's more a lighthouse. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, there's a thought for you for um Frodo, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, if it was very mad today, yeah. Mm, once he built up his capabilities and stuff, but yeah. Well, I think he already has, and people just need to wait and see. With... And get past and get past the whole um. Twilight oh, he was a sparkly vampire. Yeah. He's uh, Batman. He's to gonna him. blow everyone out of the water. Guarantee. I'm putting. Putting my mm. name on the line now, if it doesn't blow people out of the water, I'm going to change my wife's name to Horne McCawson. Have you discussed that with her? No. Okay, you're in trouble. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she'll agree with it. She'll be like, I trust you, kind of. Yeah. And in three months' um, time, we're getting divorced. <laughs> Um, I had something really mean to say there, and I was like, "No, I'm actually going to pull back on that one. That one's just brutal." Um, was it about Taya? No, no, no. It was about you. Okay, you can say whatever you want about me. 
<laughs> okay. Three months' time, you'll get a divorce. Come on, Tom. We know you're not going to live that long. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, I've told got a good, you it was mean. I've got a good six months in me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you'll be halfway there and living on a prayer? Yes. I think. <laughs> wow, that was underwhelming response. Um, That's Bon Jovi, yeah. isn't it? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you'll be three months in. You say you've got at least another six months. You'll be halfway there and living on a prayer. It, oh, yeah. It's what I say in poker as well when I'm the small blind and I blind in and then um, and like, and like then I'll go in and I'll be saying, okay, I'm halfway there. Let's go living on a prayer. <laughs> oh, um, God. And that's why I don't play poker with you. What, because I'm entertaining as fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, so we've talked about our favourite monster. Um, I can't think... I don't think I've got any more questions. Are there any um, good little tidbits or information pieces that you'd like to add to everything? Like I said, I rewatched the entire trilogy over, like, last week, pretty much. Not in anticipation for this. I just felt like watching them. And... Mm. Right, and there is a reason for this, but the graphics do not hold up. Yeah, I've noticed that a bit too when I've rewatched them over the last couple of years. Some of them do, don't get me wrong, but like oh, yeah, the, Legolas, the Legolas Oliphant scene does not hold up very well. The tree beard scene does not hold up when he's walking, and the green screen, you can just tell it is a fucking green screen. You can tell mm. the tree's fake and the hobbits are interacting with themselves and nothing. Yeah. Bring back more animatronics. Like Gollum crawling down the rock face just looks fake. Back in the day, it looked Mm. brilliant. Today, it's just dated. And that was because of the fact that, uh, I think, New Line Cinema, who ended up making it with Peter Jackson, uh, were the, I think it was the fourth, uh, fourth uh, studio to hold it and Mm. they said we're only giving you enough money to make two films so the two towers would have been split it's Return of the King and Fellowship Mm. and Peter Jackson went fuck that so he made all three films in the six month period two months per film but uh, for the same amount of money, so he had less of a budget work with per movie. Well, that's interesting because I thought they did it over an extended period of time still because one of the funny things, like a continuity error, is in the first one you see Gollum's eyes and they're yellow and they actually change to blue in the next movie. Yeah. Oh, like, the principal photography was done in a short period of time because it cost so much to block out that much in New Zealand pretty much. Mm. But uh the special effects and everything were done over like three or four years. Okay. Cause yeah, just yeah. But um so yeah, I will agree with you. There are quite a few special effects in it that don't hold up. There are some that are great, like the Balrog's still good. Yeah. Um The Nazgul is still solid, but yeah, there are definitely some that you just look at and you're just like, ooh. I One that, that wasn't even good better. back in the day was when Kay Blanchard goes nuts and tries to steal the ring, or sorry, is tested by the ring and still says no. 
That mm. didn't even look good back then. Mm. Great actress, don't get me wrong, I love Kate Blanchett, but yeah, she um Yeah, she kind of yeah, that the effects there were not as good as what they have been. Yeah. But yeah, um I do definitely get where you're coming from. But um Most but yeah. of the things with the with Lord of the Rings comes from the fact that he was so tied down by the uh budget. And that's yeah. cause the like we said, the animated film back in the seventies it flopped. They tried to make T V series out of them and they all flopped. Every franchise mm. ever attached to that series except for the books. They flopped. Yeah. So every studio was like, like, fuck, we're gonna give you three hundred million to make these. And then And then Peter they Jackson, saw what it did. Yeah. You know, Peter Jackson's amazing. Like his King Kong was great too. Bit too yeah. long, but it was good. I was the um, only movie I've ever fallen asleep in the cinema. What, what King Kong? Yeah. Just because of the length or Mind you, I'd been up for I think thirty six hours at that point. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um too bad that doesn't work for you anymore, just staying up for thirty six hours so you can just go straight to sleep. Yeah, I know I ended up just staying up for another thirty six. Yeah. I think exactly. my record at the moment is four and a half days. Fuck, we have you started hallucinating from that yet? I uh I'm not sure if I did. <laughs> well I've I've slept since then, but that's my record four and a half days away. Wow, that's That's crazy. Um anyway, so still talking Lord of the Rings. Any other little like tidbits and stuff, or were you you were gonna talk about your um issues with some things? Like Yeah, mostly like is that I the said the studio special. budget issue. Is that what you're talking here or? The what, sorry? The studio budget and how they treated Peter Jackson early on in that? Or? Yeah, like, and the fact that Warner Brothers said it's not going to do anything. Even when New Line picked it up, Warner Brothers was still like, it's not going to do anything. What the fuck are you doing? Because I think it's New Line and Warner Brothers. Uh, uh, New Line is a subsidiary of Warner Brothers, I believe. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like what, the parent company, were like, what the fuck are you doing? It's not going to make any money, hmm. like at all. Then again, there's a lot of big businesses and CEOs who don't see money in something. Vince McMahon, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just it's yeah, a, a lot of that. It got confirmed a few days ago that Vince is going to sell WWE. In the next two years. And there are three mm. bidders at the table for it. Uh, NBC Universal, who are on the USA Network, and Peacock Network, but WWE Network is on in America. Uh, mm. Fox wants it, like the actual brand that isn't owned by Disney. So there's like the sports Fox channels. Sports. And I think like a few of the other the news channels and the news outlet, they want to buy it. And the other one that's thrown their name in the ring is Disney. They want to buy it, but uh, is expected to go on the block for around five to six billion dollars. I'm not surprised. Yeah, be interesting to see what happens. But anyway, off topic once again. <laughs> um, some so, of my favorite. So some of my favorite tidbits in the movie. Um. First of all, so Grima Wormtongue. Who's... So the um, 
So Saruman's offsider who was poisoning King Theoden? Ah, uh, yeah. Yet, do you know who plays him? Oh, I know the actor. I don't know his name. Brad Dourif, a.k.a. That is Chucky. Ah, of course, yeah. Um, Yeah, just seeing, like, knowing that that's Chucky, it's just like, <laughs> that's really quite funny because I think Brad Dourif's a very much an underrated actor. He um, is. He plays a good bad guy, whether it be sniveling coward bad guy or smart-ass bad guy or just psychotic bad guy. He's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love that little tidbit just because no one ever expects it. Um, I love the Treebeard-Gimli connection. Um, the broken toe. You know, yeah. Like the broken toe, yeah. And the um, uh, flag. In what was the flag? What, when the flag flies off the pole and heads towards the actress or the actor, I can't remember who it was, that wasn't actually supposed to happen, and it got caught by one of Peter Jackson's cameras, and he left it in the final cut because it looked so good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, also, yeah. the fact that most of these were done in like one take because they couldn't afford to reshoot, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just Lord of the Rings is just. Yeah. Um. Did you ever read the books? Yeah. Uh... Uh, Before or after seeing the movies? After, after seeing those movies, but I've read Cimmerillion and The Hobbit since. Okay, because yeah, I um, I hadn't read the book before seeing, um, Fellowship, but then after seeing Fellowship, I read the books. Yeah, and um, The Hobbit as well, just to get the extra background stuff and. Do you have a favorite of the book series? Oh, uh, 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 of those three or all of Tolkien's books? All of Tolkien's books. Because oh. you can't separate the three. They're, like When you read them, they are so much part of each other's story that you can't put one above the other. With the movies, because it's a visual spectacle, it's different. With yeah. this, it all gives you more information. At least The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings series are separate enough, you can say, if you enjoy one more. Or... um. If you enjoy the Silmarillion more. Like, the Silmarillion is so, so, so good, but so dense. Like, it's yeah. really hard to uh, to read. follow and read and stuff because there's so much being thrown at you. The yeah, Hobbit I, I got... is a great book, but it's very uh, concise and it doesn't... It has the opposite problem. It's too airy. Whereas, like, the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy... Sure, it is dense, and sure, it is very long, but it's dense and long for a reason. Yeah, because just so much detail and information. Yeah. Um, like, I couldn't, like, I started the Silmarillion, and I couldn't keep going because I just got to the part where it was like such and such begat such and such, and it just turned into like reading some parts of the Bible. Yeah. Exactly. Where they're talking about all the descendants. Like, this is really fucking bad to try and read for enjoyment. And yeah. I just didn't have the. And I didn't know anything about the Silmarillion. I still don't. Like, I don't know what the overall story is actually about. So I didn't have anything to look push forward to. I just knew it was part of the whole Lord of the Rings mythos. Yeah, um, it's... Yeah. It's yeah. more of a history book than a storybook. Yeah, it's pretty much the story of Middle-earth. Like mm. The first... I think it's the first wave of Middle-earth and the Hobbit and the second... The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings are the second 
wave of Middle Earth. Well, the end of the second wave, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's... Um, uh, is yeah, there the 80 favorite, sorry, years the favorite book out of that... Oh, sorry, you go. Is there 80 years between The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings? Um, Bilbo's 111 in... Fellowship. Fellowship. I don't think it's 80 years, but it's... It's still significant. Yeah, though. It could, it's a long Actually, time. it could be, because... Because if I remember correctly, Bilbo was quite young as a character. Let me just quickly look it up. But um, yeah. but yeah, when it came to the books, my favorite was The Hobbit. I yeah. I loved it. Um, it's also probably the most child friendly. Like it's one you could read to your kids. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Ah. Uh, on a side note, I love in Clarks too. <laughs> the way, <laughs> the way uh, walk, walk, what's walk, his walk. face? Describes Lord of the Rings and makes the guy puke. It's like this is Lord of the Rings yeah. walk, walk, walk. This is two towers walk, walk, walk trip. What the fuck okay. was that? Walk again. Um, and this return king walk, walk, walk. Throw a ring in a big hole, then <laughs> shit it in each other's mouths for about fifteen minutes. Yeah. Okay. So um, Baggins was a comfortable age of fifty when he was gone to smog, so it's about 60 years. Okay. Yeah, so you were pretty close, but yeah. yeah. Um, one of, oh, sorry, I just remembered another tidbit that I love, and um, that's what the ring does, dependent on the race that has it. Yeah. It's because it plays up to, like, the stereotypes of the race, so, um, for example, for anyone that's of, like, a hobbit or halfling style, it makes them invisible. It makes them harder to see. For, um, because that's what a hobbit has to do. Um, for Sauron, it gave him more power and all that and made him stronger because that's what they aim for. Same with most men, I believe. I can't remember what it does for everyone else. But yeah, it's one of the interesting little tidbits I saw. It's like, oh, that makes so much sense. It's like, it's effectively like alcohol, where alcohol increases whatever mood you're in. Um, the ring <laughs> increases whatever main attribute your species has. Yeah. Oh, I didn't... I forgot about that aspect of the ring. Yeah, it's... And um, you know what the ring was an analogy for in the entire series? Sex. No, heroin. Heroin and drugs, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was about addiction. Yeah, true. Because around when Tolkien wrote these, which was was it the 20s or the 30s? Yeah, I think he was heavy into opium because of his time in war. Yeah, because he had said World War One, and he lost a few friends. But uh, PTSD yeah. and opium was an escape, and then he wrote about trying to escape the escape, really, and its yeah. effect. Yeah, about how it just took over, ruined yeah. everything that it touched. Hmm. Yeah, and then uh, my favorite thing from Lord of the Rings is we discussed it before we came on air, but uh, the Christopher Lee. Stabbing. Oh yeah, talking to um, <laughs> talking to Peter Jackson. He wanted a giant moan, and he was like, "Excuse me, sir, have you ever stabbed someone or know what it's like to be stabbed?" Well, it no, was like, um, "Do you know well, what the sound I do?" Of... Yeah, yeah, and just corrected him on it. But yeah. um, Christopher Drives Lee had also out. Christopher Lee was also the only member of the cast that had actually met Tolkien. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that he had met Tolkien. 
Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That dude but, was um, so cool. Yeah, like um, I think some people have seen the meme, meme, but I'll just quickly look it up, and we'll probably close on that if that's cool. Unless you've got something else you want to quickly say. Um, no, we'll just do our usual sign off. Yeah, sounds good. So facts about Christopher Lee. Here's the whole thing. Um, Twenty-two incredible facts because he was pretty amazing. <laughs> he, um, was. he was entered into the Guinness Book of Records in 2007 for most screen credits. <laughs> having appeared in 244 film and TV movies by that point in his career. And then he made 14 more movies with a 15 due later um, in the year that, that this was being written. Um, he also holds the record for the tallest leading actor. He stood at six foot five. Oh. And also for starring in the most films with a sword fight with 17. <laughs> yeah. um, his, his mother was an Italian contessa and through her Lee descended from Emperor Charlemagne of the Holy Roman Empire and is related to Robert E. Lee, the Confederate general. Oh. Um, he met Prince Yusupov and Grand Duke Dmitry Pavlovich, the assassins of the Russian monk Rasputin. <laughs> um, he didn't do this as research for his later film as Rasputin, but just as a child in the 1920s. At age 17, he saw the death of the murderer Eugene Weidmann in Paris, the last person in France to be publicly executed by guillotine. Which is funny because he gets beheaded in Star Wars. So, like, that that's just a funny little moment. Um, during World War II, he was part of the Royal Air Force but not allowed to fly because of his op an issue with an op nerve. Became a long-range desert patrol, forerunner of the SAS. He fought Nazis in North Africa, five missions a day. Um, he helped retake Sicily, prevented a muti mutiny amongst his troops, contracted malaria six times in a single year, and climbed Mount Vesuvius three days before it erupted. Um <laughs> At some point during the war, he moved from the LRDP to Winston Churchill's even more elite special operations executive, whose missions are literally still classified, but involve conducting espionage, sabotage, reconnaissance in occupied Europe against the Axis powers. Um, the SOE was more informally called the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Um, he never this talked much about so it, cool. but he's seen so many people died, he's become hardened to it. He's seen the worst things ever. Um, he's received multiple commendations, military from British, Polish, Czech, and Yugoslav. He speaks both French and Italian, and he spent time after World War II hunting Nazis and war criminals. And that was before the age of 25. Jesus Christ. Fuck, he makes you feel like a failure, doesn't he? Like, he does. Oh, God um, damn. Um, he almost lost a finger fighting in a sword fight with Errol Flynn in the Dark Avengers. Um, Lee also was so skilled with a sword, he was able to cut off Flynn's wig while Flynn was still wearing it. <laughs> the sheer uh, fact that he even got to be in a movie with Errol fucking Flynn. Yeah. Um, he's played Dracula, the Mummy, Frankenstein, Saruman, Count Dooku. He's also played Fu Manchu, Rasputin, Rochefort of the Three Musketeers, so the um, one of the bad guys in Three Musketeers. Yeah. Um, Lord Summerisle in the Wicker Man, the the original um Wicker Man. Yeah. Um, good one. He's played Mephistopheles, Death itself, and Scaramanga in James Bond. 
Okay, mm-hmm. here we go. Here's the James Bond one I was telling you about earlier. Lee was not only related to James Bond creator and author Ian Fleming, they were step cousins, but Lee was actually one of Fleming's first choices for the role of Bond, not least because of Lee's World War II and SOC experiences. He's also played Sherlock Holmes, his brother Mycroft Holmes, and also Sir Henry Baskerville of the Hound of Baskerville, so he's played multiple things in the Sherlock Holmes universe. Yeah. Um, he refused to speak in some of his Dracula roles because the... Um, Dialogue was so bad. <laughs> um, added to it. He also got the blessing from the king of Sweden to marry like royal family in Sweden. Um, <laughs> he read the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings trilogy once a year for the majority of his life. He was the only member to meet Tolkien, and it was in a pub and fanboyed out. Apparently, <laughs> I would too. It's straight oh, up yeah. like Tolkien, for fuck's sake. Oh, um, he actually asked to be in the movies. Um, he actually wrote a letter to um, Peter Jackson to be in the movies. Yeah. Um, the stabbing sound, <laughs> as we said. Um he knew the names of every official public executioner in England dating all the way back to the mid 15th century. Jesus um, Christ. Big metal fan. He's the oldest metal performer, oldest musician to ever hit the billboard music charts. Yeah. Um, he made a metal Christmas album in 2012. Um, yeah. I knew, I knew all the death metal ones. Yeah. He's also a world champion fencer an opera singer spoke six languages and could play golf really well. He was he was knighted, um, yeah. So, um, okay, this is a silly thing. Despite everything you've heard about the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, you know what that is, don't you? Yeah. Just the amount of connections Kevin Bacon has. Yeah. Um, um, Christopher Lee was recognised as being the most connected actor in the world in two thousand eight. Um, he connects to virtually any actor in two point five nine steps, beating Kevin Bacon. So yeah, Christopher Lee was awesome. <laughs> He was, he was, mm. and it's uh, not a good day when he dies. It'll be even worse when he. He's already gone. Out. He died years ago. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a good day when he. Oh, died. wasn't okay, but yeah, and yeah. I think we've come to the end of this episode. Wow, that we actually did an extended edition for this one. Yeah, about uh, two two and a half hours. Yeah, because we what oh, we started sorry, what? an hour and a half. Yeah, an hour and a half. Yeah, I didn't think it was two and a half. Shit. Yeah, yeah maths, boy. So um, my recording program lists it as two, which means we're into the second hour. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's also our talk before we started and our talk in between while we um play the music. So Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, so that's us. If you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, let us know. If you enjoyed the podcast, let us know. If you didn't enjoy the podcast, um, develop some taste, listen again, and enjoy the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. Go to Hope everyone enjoyed. YouTube, uh, check out our current videos. They're doing pretty good, actually. Uh, Jay's Top 10 Star Wars games is up still, and it's still doing pretty well. My Top 10 uh, Championship Designs is doing really well. Uh, coming up, we have our Punishment videos. We yeah, have... me doing um Top 10... Flat Earth Conspiracies. And me and... doing the shittest list in the world. 
<laughs> the, Tom has to try and find top ten his top ten moments from the um from the Charlie um and the Chocolate Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. That's and one Johnny of them is Depp. definitely Chris Lee. One of them is definitely Christopher Lee as being one of the best moments. Um, yeah, it's really fucking hard to find. My wife watched it with me the other day for the first time that she's ever watched it. She's going, oh, that's why you hate it. <laughs> uh, and she was saying that from the start to the finish. Like every yeah. five minutes. Oh, that's why. Oh, that's why you hate it. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> Oh, uh, fuck me. Anyway, Terrible. we're going to call it there. Those videos will be up soon. But yeah, check out our... We've got a Twitter, don't we? Twitter, Patreon, yeah, yeah Facebook. Twitter, Patreon, Facebook. YouTube. All um, before IWC. Uh, YouTube is just before it was cool. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe. comment, subscribe, all that juicy little tidbit shit. Yeah. I mean... We'd happily get a bit of money for this. Like, don't get me wrong. This is, I think this is a passion project for both of us. Yeah. But um, if we get paid for that, that's just all the better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm yeah. just lucky Ladies. I have all the equipment. Like, from my years in music and all that stuff. I just, and your previous podcasts and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. I've just accrued it all over time. Mm. Which yeah. has worked out pretty well when your computer's not blowing up. Yeah. That's only happened once and I fixed it. it yeah. Took a week. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here. I've been um, Shaky J. He's been Tom on Treads. And we'll see you later. <laughs>